Welcome to this special edition of the Strategy Driven Podcast, an interview with Mark Sanborn, author of Up, Down, or Sideways. On behalf of the entire Strategy Driven team, I would like to welcome you to this special edition of the Strategy Driven Podcast, an interview with Mark Sanborn, author of Up, Down, or Sideways, How to Succeed When Times Are Good, Bad, or In Between. The Strategy Driven Podcast focuses on the tools and techniques executives and managers can use to improve their organization's alignment and accountability to ultimately achieve superior results. These podcasts elaborate on the best practice and warning flag articles found on the Strategy Driven website at www.strategydriven.com. In this special edition podcast, Mark Sanborn shares with us his insights and the actions everyone can take to achieve sustainable success as they define it, regardless of their circumstances. And so now, without any further delays, let's get started. We are privileged to be joined by Mark Sanborn, author of Up, Down, or Sideways, How to Succeed When Times Are Good, Bad, or In Between. Mark is the New York Times best-selling author of The Fred Factor, as well as six other popular books. He is the president of Sanborn and Associates Incorporated, an idea studio dedicated to developing leaders in business and in life. Mark is a noted authority and in-demand speaker on leadership, customer service, and extraordinary performance. Mark, welcome to the Strategy Driven Podcast. Thanks for having me. It's good to be with you. I'm thrilled to have you on our show. As we've talked in our pre-show warm-up, I've had the privilege of reading several of your books. The one I absolutely loved was The Fred Factor. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. My father's name is Fred. But uh, <laughs> I love that book, and I love Up, Down, or Sideways also. So I really appreciate your taking the time to chat with us today. Well, thank you. You know, The Fred Factor has been my most successful book to date, selling somewhere in the neighborhood of 2 million copies uh, here in the U.S. and abroad. And, of course, Up, Down, and Sideways is my newest book, uh, having just been released in the last uh, 45 days. Well, it's a great book. And to introduce our audience to Up, Down, or Sideways, the book itself is about achieving sustainable success regardless of the conditions that an individual is faced with. And you start out by illustrating what sustainable success is in terms of being a set of results that lies somewhere in between what you've termed dumb luck and informed misfortune. Mark, would you describe for our audience what that spectrum of results looks like, and in particular, what makes sustainable success different? 
If you think about the bell-shaped curve that we're all so familiar with from our years of formal education, you know, the biggest part of the bell is right in the middle. And towards the ends where things taper out, you have what what I refer to as dumb luck. And we're all familiar with dumb luck. Somebody buys a lottery ticket and they win and there was no skill involved. It was just plain luck. What we often don't think about and don't acknowledge, I think, enough in business and in our personal lives is that it's possible to do everything all right and still have things turn out wrong. And I call that informed misfortune. Now, the good news is, is informed misfortune like dumb luck is a bit of an anomaly. It doesn't happen frequently, but it can happen. And if there's any message to take away, it's that there really are no guarantees. And I often am reminded of this when I see children who had really rotten parents who turned out to be great kids. And every now and again, I'll see kids that didn't turn out so well that had good parents. Those are those anomalies. But for the most part, we know that if you do the right things as a parent, you increase the likelihood that you're going to raise happy, healthy, well-adjusted kids. And that's the middle. That's the sustainable success part of the bell-shaped curve. And, And the reason that I wrote this book is because I noticed so often we chase our circumstances. When the economy is booming, we use a different set of behaviors and tools. When there's a downturn, we, we do a big change up and we do something differently yet. And then when the economy is moving sideways or our lives are kind of, uh, you know, progressing at even keel, we use yet a, a third set of, of, of tactics and strategies. And so I started to wonder, you know, what should we always be doing to mitigate the downsides when they happen, because they always happen, to take advantage of the upsides and to make the most of those sideway periods. And that's why I call this not a get-rich-quick book. If it was a get-rich-quick book, it'd sell a lot of copies. But the problem, of course, is the quicker you get rich, the quicker you usually get poor, I've noticed. Um, This is a book I call Be Successful Always. And, and, And here, Nathan, is the premise. It's very simple. You can always be successful if you consistently do those things that you know will eventually benefit you and those you love. That is to say that if you exercise, you know that eventually it's going to improve your health. You don't know how big the improvement's going to be or when it's going to be, although we're pretty sure that if you start exercising today, you're not going to see a dramatic difference tomorrow. It's about those kind of daily disciplines or those routine, regular practices that help us go through life in any situation making the most of it. Mark, as I read the book... It focused on personal success, but I was wondering, couldn't the principles in Up, Down, or Sideways also be used by a leader leading his or her organization to sustainable success? Well, they certainly could, and I actually, when I talk to leaders, I talk about sane leadership in insane times, and I talk about the very same principles as they apply to business. Uh, Truth is transferable. You know, we, we tend to have this belief that, you know, we got this one set of truth at work and one set of truth at home and one set of truth in our leisure. Truth is transferable. Truth is always true. The only thing that ever changes is how we apply it. So good communication skills make for a, a good marriage just as they make for uh, good working relationships in the workplace. Uh, you know, skills benefit us when they're used correctly in any environment. So you're exactly right because... For me, as a person who works primarily in leadership development, 
I mostly work with either leaders who want to lead better or those who aspire to become leaders. And so I'm always thinking about life through kind of two simultaneous lenses, if you will. Mm-hmm. One is the lens of our personal lives. The other is the lens of our professional or organizational life. And I found that the same skills, the same mindsets, the same behaviors, sometimes applied slightly differently, will always benefit us in both those arenas. And I couldn't agree more. I find that often the things that I learn through some of the good courses I get at work apply equally well in my home life. Well, I think that's a good thing. I I, I think it's nice to know that if we're learners, that it benefits all areas of our lives unless we restrict the lesson. You know, I think that there's a, Mm -hmm. that that we shouldn't do that. We should, we should look for the big lessons and then apply them in as many areas as we can. Mark, you identified what I would call three key overarching activities that an individual has to engage in in order to achieve sustainable success. And those specifically were seeing, thinking, and doing. Would you briefly describe what each of these activities entails? You bet. There are really three sections in the book, and some reviewer uh, not so positively said that this way of organizing was simplistic, which I would disagree. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. I'm a big believer that simple is not the same as simplistic. Uh, If we can frame up a challenge and identify it, it becomes much more easy to address the challenge. And so as I see it, this ability to consistently be successful, regardless of circumstance, begins with seeing the problem Mm -hmm. and then how we think about the opportunities and problems we face and then what we do about it. So that's the seeing, is, and we'll talk a little bit about what I mean by see the problem or see the challenge, if you will, because it's not always problems. And then I talk about what you need to think, those are the mindsets, and what you need to do, which are the methods. The, the, the thing that I want my readers to see is that forces much bigger than us affect us. We, we talk a lot about being proactive, but the reality is uh, when I look at the front page of the Wall Street Journal every day, I see articles that affect my my investments and affect my life, but I didn't have any influence over those articles. So to be proactive above a personal level is very, very difficult. So the question is, what's the metaphor? How should we look at our challenges and opportunities? And the best metaphor I can come up with is that of the surfer. I call it the surfer's dilemma or the surfer's challenge. And that is, a good surfer doesn't make a wave. Only Mother Nature makes a wave. But a good surfer learns how to interact with that wave to create the outcome he or she desires. And I think in a way we're all surfers, you know, in the waves of change. Uh, Many things happen, but what we need to do is interact with those waves to, to attain the things that we desire. Once we know that we don't have to control everything that affects us, but we have to interact with those things, then we need to look at our thinking and our doing, our, our mindsets and our methods. And so the second part of the book focuses on, on three mindsets. It, it, it talks about uh, you know the optimist orientation, uh, the learner's leverage, and the scorekeeper's secret, because I believe those are three critically important mindsets for sustainable success. And then finally, the balance of the book, the doing section, is about the methods that we can use to uh, apply the, the mindsets and, and basically uh, make the most of whatever waves we're facing, whether they're big waves or little waves. Mark, in Chapter 2, which is barrier bashing, and that comes from the seeing section of the book, I could really relate to some of the 
internal struggles that people have that have in the past kept me from moving forward, and, and you call out several that keep folks moving forward. What one of those barriers do you see as people creating most often for themselves, and what action can they take to overcome that barrier? Well, the single biggest barrier any of us face in life is doing what we know we should be doing. Uh, somebody once said to me, well, don't people know these things? And to which I would respond, we all know that we're supposed to brush our teeth, and yet dentists still fill cavities. <laughs> so there's a disconnect <laughs> between what we know and what we do. And I talk about the different barriers that, that affect us. And I think that the real challenge that people have is we have limited amount of energy and a limited amount of time. And so we try to balance where we invest our time and energy to produce the results we want. And I think it's basic human nature to want to get as much as we can for as little as possible, whether that's effort, thinking, uh, whether it's what we, we pay in the marketplace. You know, that's how we kind of our modus operandi. And so most people tend to kind of bounce between two extremes, and I think this is probably one of, if not the biggest problems that we face. People bounce between procrastination and panic, you know? Okay. Procrastination says, you know, I really need to start eating better, but not yet. And then you go to the doctor, and he or she tells you your cholesterol is alarmingly high and about to cause a massive stroke or heart attack. And now we go from procrastination wow, I wish I had started eating better, to panic. I've got to change dramatically, you know, my, my diet, you know, the crisis reaction. Well, if you can remember that there are, are some things that you can be doing in between panic and procrastination, you know, that, that will keep you from, from reaching those alarming levels, life becomes much easier even though you have to consistently do those things until they become habitual. It's about developing good habits and you know I've got children and and kids you know I think that's what a good parent does I call them good shoulds we don't tell kids they should do something because we're trying to control well hopefully you know we're healthy right we're not control freaks we're not you know we don't have issues the good shoulds are those things brush your teeth look both ways before you cross the street that help us survive and prosper and just as we learn the good shoulds as children I believe we need to practice the good shoulds as adults mark for my last question in up down or sideways you close the book by saying that you believe it's possible to succeed at all times regardless of the circumstances what is the one secret ingredient to sustain success why is it important and what does it look like? Well, I'm going to give you that answer as a question. And it's a question that I ask myself and it's a question that I've been asked and it's a question that I'd like everyone listening to this podcast to regularly ask themselves. I was uh, speaking to a group in St. Louis last year and a very astute member of the group in the Q&A period raised his hand. He said, Mark, what are the three or four things you do every day to ensure your ongoing success? And I love that question because there's 183 or 192 different things I do every day. But there's a short list. Maybe it's three or four, maybe it's five. The number is, is, is irrelevant. We know it's a, a significant few things that will allow us to be successful in our lives. And the bad news is I can't tell your listeners today for them, 
what those three or four things are because I don't know how they're defining success. You know, the scorekeeper's secret that I, I talk about in the book says how you keep score determines how you play the game. Mm-hmm. If, if it's the quality of your relationships, then one of the three or four things you do every day should be something that improves the quality of the connections you have with the people you live and work with. If building your business is is one of the ways you define success, then one of the three or four irreducible minimums, as I've come to call them, that you should do every day is something in the area of business development. So if you, as Stephen Covey famously popularized, begin with the end in mind, then you ask yourself, of all the things I could be, should be doing, what are the three or four things that will most assure my future success if I do them on a daily, consistent basis? And, and that's what I think paves the, 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 the road for our ongoing success. And I know that in many cases, the scorecard I tend to keep track of is not the one that's well aligned with what I want to achieve in life. So that's one I have to work on. Well, we call it keep. We used to call it keeping up with the Joneses, which was actually based on a comic strip from, uh, I believe, the uh, the 40s, and and it became a character of the American dream, where we evaluated our success based on the neighbor. And when you start to think about it, it becomes nonsensical because if we're all benchmarking against the neighbor, that means the neighbor's benchmarking against the neighbor, and it just becomes this silly cycle. At the end of the day, it's about knowing what matters to you and then designing your life, your relationships, your business, and your work around those key values. Absolutely. Mark, I want to thank you, not only for your time, but for sharing your insights with all of us as to how we can better succeed when the times are good, bad, or just in between. I thoroughly enjoyed your book because you provided me with practical, implementable activities that I can take today to overcome the obstacles that I'm facing in my life. I hope the members of our audience will pick up a copy of Up, Down, or Sideways and that they too will put into practice the principles and activities that you've shared so that they can also achieve sustainable success. So thank you again for joining us. Nathan, it's been my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this special edition of the Strategy Driven Podcast. I would like to personally thank Mark Sanborn for being with us today and sharing his insights on achieving sustainable success regardless of the circumstances. As always, we would appreciate receiving your feedback by email at podcast at strategydriven.com. If you enjoyed the show, please consider visiting our website at www.strategydriven.com. You can find more information about Mark Sanborn and Up, Down, or Sideways at www.marksanborn.com. Until next time, so long.